what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. The Bible says as one was felling a beam, the axe head fell into the water. The axe head flew off the handle. There are those in Christendom today who were once used mightily of God at one time, but they flew off the handle. They backslid. Why? Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. your Bibles this morning, would you turn with me please to the book of 2 Kings chapter 6, reading the same passage we read last week. 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 1. And the sons of the prophets said unto Elisha, Behold now, the place where we dwell with thee is too straight for us. Let us go, we pray thee, unto Jordan, and take thence every man a beam, and let us make us a place there where we may dwell. And Elisha answered and said, Go ye. And one said, Be content, I pray thee, and go with thy servants. And he answered, I will go. So he went with them. And when they came to Jordan, they cut down wood. But as one was felling a beam, the axe head fell into the water, and he cried, Alas, master, for it was borrowed. And the man of God said, Where fell it? And he showed him the place. And he cut down a stick and cast it in thither, and the iron did swim. Therefore said he, Take it up to thee. And he put out his hand, and he took it. And I want to continue with the subject we started last week. Flying off the handle. Before Elisha began his ministry, he sat under the tutelage of Elijah for some ten years. When it came time for Elijah to be called up to heaven, Elisha asked Elijah, for a double portion of his anointing. He knew that in order to be effective in the work of God and to do the work that God had called him to do, he must have that anointing of the Spirit. And Elijah said, if you see me when I'm called up, then the Lord will grant you this for which you have asked. And he saw this thing take place as the chariot of fire came and took Elijah away. And the Lord answered Elisha's prayer, gave him a double anointing of the Spirit. And as we read over his life and ministry, we see where he did twice the miracles as that of Elijah. Part of Elisha's ministry was to teach a school for the sons of the prophets. And these students recognized the anointing of the Spirit upon his life. They recognized the anointing upon his ministry. 
And they recognized also the need for the Spirit in order to perform their particular ministries. And oh, how I wish the church today would recognize that need for a moving of the Spirit. I wish the church today would place as much emphasis on the preacher's calling of God and the anointing of God upon him as they do the education. Because you can have your doctorate degrees and and, and all of that, and been to school for years, but without the anointing of the Holy Ghost, folks, we're not going to get anything done. When Jesus, before he ascended, they were gathered together, and he told them, he said, don't, lose, don't leave Jerusalem, don't, don't go out and build churches, don't evangelize, don't, don't go out and do anything until you be endued with power from on high. And you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Folks, we need the Holy Ghost today. The preacher needs the Holy Ghost. You need the Holy Ghost today. Somebody said, I need the Holy Ghost when I go to church. Well, yeah, you do, but you need it when you go to Walmart, when you go to work, when you go home. You need the Holy Ghost everywhere, and you need a refilling of the Spirit constantly. Oh, how I wish the church would recognize that need today. Those students recognized the need for someone who was anointed of the Spirit. They recognized his leadership. They went to him and they said, The place where we dwell with thee is too straight for us. Let us go to Jordan and make a place and dwell there. And Elisha said, Y'all go ahead. But one of them said, Be content, I pray thee, and go with thy servants. And he answered, I will go. And he went with them. Elisha was a type of the Holy Spirit. And those students recognized the need for someone that had a moving of the Spirit upon their life and ministry. These students, although they were still in the course of learning, they understood that without the leadership of one who was anointed by the Spirit, things were just not going to get done right. Church, things are not going to be done right without the leading of the Holy Spirit. Now, the problem with much of the church today is we want to grow the church and we want to bring people in and this, that, and the other. And instead of searching and leaning upon the moving of the Holy Spirit, we're searching and leaning upon marketing techniques that are used out here in the world to try to bring people in. And although it may get people in the church, does it get people in the kingdom of God? 
See, there are churches today that are jam-packed full today, but how many of those people are really, truly, genuinely saved? How many of those people have placed their faith in the finished work of Christ? How many of those people have truly repented of their sins and are trying to live a life that's pleasing to God? That, ladies and gentlemen, is true church growth. Because it comes up on my Facebook page constantly how to grow your church from 200 to 2,000. We can show you how to, when to, what to, what not to do, what to get rid of, who to get rid of. Someone told me just this week how the church said we don't like what the preacher's preaching. All he preaches out of is the King James Version. They kicked him and the associate pastor out, disbanded the choir altogether, got in a praise team, and now they're bringing in different ones in the community to hold service each week, and some of them have been gays and lesbians. That's where some of the modern church is today. All because we want to grow the church. A church without the Holy Ghost is little more than a country club. The church that is anointed of the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit, it is a living, moving organism in this world that God wants to use. And folks, our purpose in the world is to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ and Him crucified as the answer to the ills of mankind. That is our purpose. That is our function. And if you're not preaching the cross then you're wasting your time. Actually, you're doing the work of God more harm than you are good when you don't preach the cross. Because the cross addressed the sin problem of mankind. But see, a lot of churches, a lot of pastors don't want to address the sin issue because it offends people and it doesn't draw a crowd and, and so forth. God give us preachers today that are anointed of the Holy Spirit. God give us preachers today that want the anointing. These students not only recognize the anointing upon Elisha's life and ministry, they recognized a need to build a church, a bigger building, and that it was a group effort. I want you to look at verse 2, 2 Kings 6, verse 2. Let us go. We pray thee. We pray thee. The churches that are growing are the churches that are praying and seeking God. Lord, what do you want us to do? What is your game plan for us? Yeah, the church up the road has got this, that, and the other going on. But Lord, what is it that you want us to do? What do you want us to do? Lord, here's me. Send me. Use me. It is a group effort. Let us go. We pray thee. Let us make us a place that we may dwell. It's a group effort, ladies and gentlemen. Let us go down to Jordan and build us a place down in Jordan. Jordan is where the trees were at. Folks, if you're going to grow the church, you're going to have to get out there where the lost are at. you got to get it outside the four walls. 
And that seems to be the biggest problem with much of the church today. Not only are they not preaching the gospel, but they're reaching out with a gospel that's not going to save anybody. It's not going to change anybody. But church, we have the message. We have the cross. When you've got the cross, you've got the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Go out there and open your mouth and tell people about the Lord Jesus Christ and what all he's done for you. Group effort. They said, Let take, let's take every man a beam. Every member in the body of Christ has something that they can do for God. Every man. Take thence every man a beam. Now, folks, I'm going to tell you, cutting down trees is hard work. How many of you have cut down some trees? Now, now those of you that just raised your hands... I guarantee you, you used a chainsaw. Uh Uh-oh, this brother here is looking at me kind of funny. You used an axe, didn't you? You got the scars to prove it. Cutting down trees with an axe, folks, is hard work. You see, because when you use an axe to cut down a tree, and it a green tree at that, you're going to find a lot of resistance. And what God has called us as the church to do as far as winning souls for Christ, and you get out there, folks, you're going to find out it's hard. There's a lot of resistance out there in the world. It's hard work. Some of you say, Brother James, I just ain't cut out for that kind of work. I understand that. I do. So if you ain't cut out for that kind of work, then support those prayerfully and financially who are. When you're doing this kind of work, you need a good axe. Every single human being is like that axe head. Hard head. Iron head. How many of you came to church this morning with iron head? Look right straight at me right now. Don't look at your husband. Don't look at your wife. Look right straight at me right now. Axe heads today are hollow on the inside. It's made that way so that a handle can fit up on the inside of it. But that axe head, that piece of steel is hollow on the inside, and so is man without God. Only a handle that's made just right can feel the inside of that axe head so that it can be used the way that it was designed. Folks, only God can fill up the hollowness of your heart. Only God can fill up the hollowness in our lives and use us the way that we were designed. Without a handle, the axe head within and of itself is of little good. It's of no use. Has God got a handle on you today? He that has an ear, let him hear. That axe head without a handle is no good. Without God getting a handle on us, we're of no good. If God ain't got a handle on you today, make the Lord Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. 
And then let the Holy Spirit sharpen you up with the Word of God. And my friend, you'll be a tool that can be used mightily for the upbuilding of God's kingdom. So here we have an axe with a handle. In verse 5, the Bible says, As one was felling a beam, the axe head fell into the water. The axe head flew off the handle. There are those in Christendom today who were once used mightily of God at one time, but they flew off the handle. They backslid. Why? Axe heads in those days were not like the ones that are made today. They did not have the technology back then to mold a hollow spot within the head for the handle to fit. So they would have to tie that piece of iron to the side of the handle. And they tie it on with leather cords. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying today? You and I are the axe head. That wooden handle is the cross of Christ. And those leather cords that tie that iron head to that wooden handle is faith. Are you getting this? Faith in Christ and what He did at Calvary. You and I are the iron head, hard head. The wooden handle is the cross. The leather cords that ties it all together is our faith. So why did that axe head fly off? Why did people backslide? As that axe head came in contact with the wood, the resistance of it, the chips would fly off and nick the cords that were binding that piece of iron to the handle. The G-forces of going back and forth and back and forth and the hitting, constant hitting and bombardment against the wood would weaken those leather cords. Sometimes the person using the axe would miss the mark. Sin is sometimes referred to as missing the mark. And when you miss the mark, it causes more damage up around where the handle meets the axe head. I said all that to say this. Sin weakens your faith, ladies and gentlemen. Whenever you engage in sinful activity, it weakens your faith. 2 Corinthians 13, 5, the Apostle Paul said, Examine yourselves. Whether you be in the faith, prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves how that Jesus Christ is in you, except ye be reprobates. If we don't examine ourselves, the leather straps of faith that hold us to the cross can get damaged, can get weak, can get loose, and then we fly off the handle. The Bible says that that iron head, when it fell off, when it flew off the handle, 
it fell into the muddy waters of Jordan. The man got in a hurry. He was too busy. He wasn't paying attention to the leather cords that bound the iron head to the handle. And that axe head departed from the handle and it fell into the water. If we don't examine our faith as we should, then we too can fly off the handle. We too can depart from the cross. And every one of us here, every one of you listening by radio this morning, you know of someone who has flew off the handle. Once used mightily of God, but they flew off the handle. They have departed from the cross. And they fell into the muddy waters. They've gone deep into sin. Jesus said the last state of the man is worse than the first. And it's better for a man to have never known the way than to know it and depart from it. Verse 5, 2 Kings 6, verse 5, the man cried and said, Alas, Master, for it was borrowed. See, today, if you break an axe, you can go to the store and buy you another one. No big deal. But back then, they didn't have a hardware store they could go to. Axes were hard to come by. And if you lost one, it was a heavy loss. And folks, let me tell you today, when we lose church members, it's a heavy loss. Are you hearing me? When we lose church members, it's a heavy loss. Alas, Master, for it was borrowed. The man of God said, where did it fall? I don't care how far down you've gone. The grace of God can pick you up glory to God I said the grace of God can reach down and lift you up the psalmist said he lifted me up out of the miry clay and he set my feet upon a rock to stay where did it fall the man showed him And Elisha cut down a stick, verse 6. He neatly fashioned a handle that would fit that axe head. Folks, God has neatly fashioned the cross to fit your need. Are you getting this? And when it was applied to the situation, that axe head came floating to the top. Only the cross can lift you up. Only the cross can get you back where you need to be. Now I'm going to tell you, the Bible said when he cast it in, the iron did swim. Now that's a freaky thing. That's a spooky thing right there, seeing an iron axe head float on top of the water. The man was scared to take it up. I mean, well, wouldn't you? If you see an axe head floating on top of the water, you'd be kind of hesitant to use it. You see, the church today is hesitant to use the people that God had brought up out of the muddy water. 
and, and especially when someone was once used of God and they flew off the handle and they come back. You see, because, now, now get this, when that iron head flew off that handle, that's a dangerous situation. It could have flew off and hit somebody. It could have flew off and hurt somebody. And a lot of people in church get hurt when people backslide. Uh, is anybody getting this? People get hurt when Christians backslide. And then when they come back to the Lord, they're hesitant about using them in the work of God. But what did Elisha say? If you look there in verse 7, he said, Take it up to thee. And the man put forth his hand, and he took it. Church, when God has restored one, we're to take it up. We're to embrace such a one. Love them and use them for the upbuilding of God's kingdom. Flying off the handle. I wonder today how many out there have flown off the handle. How many out there today have fell into the muddy waters of sin. I don't know who you are and I don't care what you've done. The grace of God can pull you up. And He did it through and by the cross. The cross was neatly fashioned to meet your need. Today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning, we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, 
Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.